Welcome to That Food and Wine Show with Nerida. You're listening to That Food and Wine Show and I'm Nerida and I'm sitting here with Pat Nurse who is the creative director of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. How are you, Pat? Nerida, it's fantastic to see you. Oh, it's always fantastic to see you. In fact, it's been such a long time since I've seen you or pretty much a lot of people really just thanks to the crazy COVID year that was. What a year we've had. How nice is it to actually be in the same room as someone rather than looking at them through a screen? I know. And even to be speaking without our masks. That's it. Safely, of course. Safely, of course. Um, I just, I I guess I've realised how much of communication is conveyed through non-verbal communication. And I think it's really driven home for us that you know, though we like to tell ourselves that we're very independent, we're lone wolves and we're futuristic (laughs) digital people, we really are tribal animals. You know, we we actually deep down need to be around other people, as annoying as other people can be, and I am that annoying person. (laughs) As Um, am I at times. (laughs) You you really do, deep down in your bones, crave human connection. You need to be in the same room, you need to be with people, you need to be around them. There's the thousand things we don't think of, and I think those, those, you know, physical cues are are just the tip of the iceberg. You know, being around our tribe, our herd, whatever you want to call it, Mm. makes us feel the most of who we are. Oh, look, I agree. What was lockdown like for you personally? So much baking. My, my <laughs> girlfriend, we went deep on the uh, the sourdough thing. Gosh, it was emotional. Uh, <laughs> you we, don't look like you've put on any weight, uh, though. Well, How well, do you always stay so slim? Well, ha- not having a working oven while you're uh, <laughs> experimenting with sourdough, on the one hand, is very emotional for the sourdough baker in the household and for the person who would be eating the sourdough, theoretically, it's, it's, you know, it's a bit of a non-starter. I can tell For those of you newly minted sourdough enthusiasts who are listening, the pancakes you make with the starter... (laughs) No, I'm no word of lie. You're not joking? It's true? The pancake, particularly if you don't have a working oven, the pancakes you make with the discard from your starter, because you end up with tons of this stuff. Yeah. Best pancakes you'll ever have. Really? Oh, my gosh, there's a tip free. Boom. And put some... uh, If you're like us, we end up putting... Because we're working through everything we had now covered... Honey and tahini was the, the winning mix. Drizzle a bit of honey and tahini on your pancakes, sourdough or otherwise. Thank me later. Oh, my goodness. Never would I have ever thought of that. That's we, we, awesome. We could talk about the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, later, but we, <laughs> we could also just talk about pancakes all day long. I am so here for that. Look, did you work? I mean, did you sort of try to work from home at all or did everything just get paused? Because I guess the whole point about the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival is it's a festival, which means people coming together in hospitality venues, all of which kind of went out the door. So what? how did you guys, and I hate to use this tosser of a word, but how did you pivot? The P word is coming. Yeah. Well, look, uh, the first thing I'd like to say is that hospitality never stopped in mm. Melbourne. And hospitality never stopped in Victoria. I mean, we actually began the year with a pivot of a different kind. I mean, we came into 2020, as, you know, so many people did, with the bushfires, um, top mine. I came back to Victoria. I actually was in uh, bushfire-affected zone camping at the beginning of the year. Oh, and good to, Lord. Yeah, I, I began my 2020 in an evacuation centre in Bega. Thank you to oh, all the people who... Oh, my Lord. ...made uh, everyone great sandwiches and looked after everyone so well. How terrifying. Yeah, it was was pretty interesting way to begin the year. And then as soon as I got back to Victoria, my phone was just buzzing with people from restaurants and, and from every aspect, actually, of the hospitality business saying, what can we do to help? Mm. Which is all always the first way people in hospitality react. Look, I have to agree. I have never experienced so much kindness as I have 
from hospitality people that I know in lockdown. And these are people who are not making money themselves and the generosity has been mind-blowing. A hundred percent. So I think, I mean, when, when COVID struck, I mean, f- for me, working at the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, we had to initially postpone our festival six mm. days out from launch, which was oh. a real blow. I mean, this is, this is an event that in 2019, the last time we ran a full festival, was two weeks of events in March, 220,000 people, um, guests from all around the world, events everywhere, big, small, free, expensive, mm. family, exclusive, couples, young, old, dogs, cats, the works, you know, so... Not to mention the financial cost. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was very... It was a really difficult decision for us to make, but obviously it was, it was the right decision, the only decision, really, in retrospect. Um, but we didn't stop, really. I mean, we sort of dusted ourselves off. We had to immediately sort of get into the business of advocating for hospitality and, and doing what we could in those very difficult first few weeks just to do things as basic as, you know, help people navigate the rules and, you know, find ways to, you know, find homes for the food that was in, mm. in restaurant cool rooms and things oh, like that. Lord. And then, you know, that, that was sort of our year. I mean, we, we staged a virtual festival over the year. We did a lot of things online, as, as, you know, so many people did. You know, worked a lot of takeaway. So it hasn't really stopped. And then as was the experience for a lot of people here in Victoria, we had a great moment in the middle of the year when it looked like we were done and dusted and we sort of had some events planned for the second half of 2020 and then... Up it comes again. Up it comes again. Mm. So, you know, it was that sort of experience of making plans and then, and then throwing them in the air. So, touch wood, we began this year with our first bracket of events in real life or IRL, as the kids <laughs> like to say. I'm not cool enough to know that, no, but now me, I do. No, me either. I, I get all my <laughs> slang from the interns. Yeah, we, we worked here to kick off the year in, in the City of Melbourne with um, Street Feasts, which is a program we did with the City of Melbourne where we added, closed a whole bunch of streets, added a whole bunch of additional outdoor seating in addition to the outdoor seating that the, mm-hmm. city, the city had already ramped up. So we brought several thousand extra seats to the CBD for New Year's Eve and um, for New Year's Day, which I thought was and how really did, fun. How did that go in terms of permits and dealing with councils and all that kind of stuff? Well, we did this in, in collaboration with the City of Melbourne, great. so that certainly helped. Yeah. And the city was great and super helpful. So And, and people really turned up for it. They mm. turned up in the right spirit. It was about, you know, obviously we couldn't have um, fireworks this year. It was a very different style of, of New Year, but we still wanted to ring in the new year, celebrate Melbourne, celebrate what it means to live in Melbourne and, you know, obviously have some great food and drink and also drive some business to the Melbourne CBD, which has Mm. been one of the area's hardest hit um, business-wise in all of Australia during the pandemic. And I've got to say, I, obviously being a, a foodie and eating out a lot, I have not been into the CBD for a meal in a long, long time, partly because I've been trying to support local restaurants in my area I think, because we do become a little bit parochial when these things happen. Um, I am going out to Long Grain tonight. Oh, fantastic. Wow. um, Yes, to celebrate a girlfriend's birthday. I'm taking her out for dinner. So um, I feel like now it's kind of the time where people are starting to psychologically go, let's get back amongst it. I think you're right. I mean, it was date night in our household last night. We we went out in the, the Melbourne CBD. We sort of took a wander along Hardware Lane, had a, had a drink at the Hardware Club and just sort of poked around. And there was that that sense that you could do that great Melbourne thing mm. where 
you can just sort of bounce around. There's so much happening in the CBD. You poke your head down the laneway. There's maybe something you haven't seen before. You can have a bite here, a drink there. And that that really gave me the feeling that, you know, touch wood, we say everything with a grain of salt while the pandemic is, is raging, but that things are moving in the right direction. And was it busy? Yeah, it was fantastic. There was, there was a real buzz there. And mm. I think the um, the addition of the, the parklets, as we call yeah. the outdoor seating in the CBD, really added to that convivial feel. You know, it was really, it was great, actually. It was really great to be out there and, and eating and drinking. And I you know, urge anyone who's been thinking about coming back to the Melbourne CBD to, to give it a go because it's... it's you We're forget. so lucky. It's such an amazing city. And and you forget how much fun it is not yeah. having done it. I mean, I I think it's great that everyone's supporting their, their local cafes and restaurants and mm. bars. I mean, that is super important. You know, I think this year we've really seen that if you if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah. You know, like a, a few really um, beloved establishments around Australia and around the world, more than a few, I should say, mm. have have fallen by the wayside. So, you know, if you love your local or if there's a place in your city that you really love and you want to keep loving, you've got to show them that support. You've yeah. got to show up, you know. And I think we do forget, I mean, I, having said all that, what I just said before about not going into the city, I spent New Year's Eve um, at Arbury Bar on the Yarra. Oh, fantastic. And it was fantastic because it was my first, I guess, proper raging night as you, yeah. as much as you rage as a 49-year-old yeah. who has to be home and tucked up in bed by 1am. Tiptoeing with the shoes <laughs> in, in hand. Flat shoes that's too. That's it. Heels oh, gone. See, see, that's you know. it. You know, you know the score. <laughs> but um, I have to say, I was just... It was a feast for the senses because, you know, having been starved for so long, as I think we all have, not only were there other human beings that were in a really... Everybody was in a good mood. There was literally not one drunk idiot. There was just happiness. I was a couple of blocks up. You didn't make it down that far. Oh, there was actually drunk idiot, one drunk idiot, but he was with our group and I won't discuss. (laughs) I forgot about him. You know who you are. You know who you are. I mean, this is, again, City of Melbourne. They had drag queens in little dinghies going up and down the Yarra singing I Will Survive. We should do that every day. That should actually be <laughs> every day. Be I, I mean, if, if, you're, if you work for the City of Melbourne and you're listening to this <laughs> or if you're a seafaring uh, drag queen, please. Just we, get out there. We want to see yeah, your talent. This this just needs to be every day, at least, at least every Saturday. It really was so awesome and they were singing If I Could Turn Back Time and belting it out on the river and everybody was singing from the Drag edge. queens singing Drag share. Drag queens singing Who share. Who would have thought of it? I mean, with, with Baywatch swimsuits. Nice, nice. It was just gold. And, of course, the sunset and it just, you know, it just made me think we are so lucky to live in this country, full stop, but also, you know, the city of Melbourne. So tell me what's coming up for the year for you because you've had to do things differently this year. We, it's it's been an action-packed year, and it's it's only March now. So, but um, but can you believe it's already March? I know, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> what? Hot cross buns are in the shops already. Oh, um, I think they were. Goodness. I think at, they at were Christmas, Boxing Day. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, at the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, our tagline for the year, if you can call it that, is one year, three festivals. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to call them additions this year. We have in the past done. A festival in March. Mm. Now we're about year-round activity. So we've got Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, the March edition, which we're sort of coming up on now. We'll have the winter edition, which is two weeks in winter, the last week of July and the first week of August, and that's all about Melbourne. That's so good because Melbourne actually is amazing in winter and yet winter's so depressing in a way. We're, we're about embracing it. I mean, yeah. we're sort of looking at our programming now 
on the one hand, we'll have things where you can really deep dive in everything you love about winter because ordinarily most of our activity has been in March, so that yeah. gives things a certain cast and flavour. But doing things in the middle of winter, you know, you can think about the different wine you'll be drinking, the oh, different spirits that. you'll be drinking, the different produce, you know, we'll have fires, we'll have things yes. like that. And, you know, a lot of venues in Melbourne, they actually do their best trade in the middle of winter. So there are aspects of Melbourne life that, that really are at their most Melbourne in the middle of winter. So some of what we do will be about embracing it. Other things will be about taking it very hard in the other direction. Mm. But either either path you choose, it's going to be great fun and there's going to be great food and drink. And then we have a third festival, one year, three festivals, <laughs> uh, and that's our regional festival. Okay. Uh, so a festival just about regional oh, uh, food and drink in regional Victoria. We haven't placed a date for that yet. That'll be spring. Okay. Well, again, that's something else that Victoria does so well. I mean, we have so many regions to come to. And if you are a tourist that is coming to Melbourne, you know, you've got now three opportunities to come, not just one. Absolutely. But do get out to the regions as well as this, like, go and have awesome dinners and awesome experiences in the CBD and then go out to the regions. We have, you know, the wine region of the Yarra Valley, we've got Dalesford, we've got Macedon, we've got just so many amazing food bowls. I and it's them. so easy, Nerida. I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm a newly minted uh, Victorian. I've only um, moved to Melbourne this, this last couple of and years. And we're so thrilled to have you. Ah, what a delight <laughs> it is to be here. My timing has been immaculate. Um, move to Melbourne, they said. Get into the events trade, they It'll said. be fun. It'll be fun. And it's certainly been, it's certainly been that. But I think, you know, having lived in other parts of Australia, it's... It's amazing how, as I said, how easy it is to get into the regions here, how close mm. so many of the great things are and um, just how integrated that is into the food and wine scene in, in Melbourne. So, yeah, do do take that opportunity. Do come down and, and live like a, a Melbourneian and embrace that connection to so many great Victorian regions. And so have you, being a newly minted Victorian, as you were just saying, have you been able to, I guess, experience life as a tourist in a way? Not this year so much. No. I've gotten no, to know but the when five you first kilometres came around my house really, really well, which yeah. has been great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely that guy who's walking down the laneway, you know, drinking a coffee, spritzing himself with, with Aesop. You know, I want to yeah. live that, that, maxim, <laughs> that maximum Melbourne dream. Um, I mean, like, look, you know, the reason, one of the reasons I moved to Melbourne is because I'm so into the food and drink scene yeah. here. So... Yeah, I'm I'm all over that stuff. I mean, that's what I like to do for fun. So mm. that's where you'll find me. And you wouldn't have even been able to go home and, like, travel and go back and see your people or anything? No, well, my, my people are here now. You know, oh, are they? It's, it's They're my, in Melbourne too? Yeah, my, well, my, my girlfriend and my dog, you know, yeah. we're all under the one roof. We've gotten to know each other really well <laughs> oh, in, no. in the last year. What a relationship tester. I tell you what, you know, but uh, we're all stronger for it, I'd like to think. That's so good. Um, you know, sourdough pancakes and all. So as the creative director... What does that involve in terms of your your job and your scope? Well, you've got to get some really interesting-looking glasses. Um, <laughs> if you're a woman, I think you have to get an asymmetrical haircut. I, I, my haircut's very symmetrical, as you can hear on the radio, as you can, as you can hear. Um, you know, you're encouraged to wear a lot of really big statement scarves, whatever your uh, gender happens to be. My role, uh, it's, it's a job that, that obviously means a lot of different things in a lot of different organisations. At, at Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, my role as creative director is partly about um, coming up with ideas for mm -hmm. events and, and working with people who work in food and drink in Victoria to help them with their events. Mm -hmm. And then the other half, I guess, of what I do is about 
telling those stories. So my, my background is, is, is as a journalist. I'm a food and travel journalist by trade and I bring a lot of that to my role at Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. So we have... It's literally the perfect job for you. I mean, honestly, when I found out that Melbourne Food and Wine had employed you in this capacity, I was so excited. I thought this just takes it. It's already great, but it's just going to be now absolutely world-class. Don't get a big head, I'm just saying. I think <laughs> what you're trying to say is Pat has all those scarves and those glasses that and he's been waiting to wear and now he's a creative director. <laughs> he can right. go for broke. And I would wear them all at once. Maybe it's time to get a bow tie, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you no, could totally pull that off, by the way. If, if you're interested in food and drink, having a job in Melbourne where food and drink is so central to the day-to-day culture, it's it's a dream gig. And, and it's been amazing. I mean, the people you get to work with in Victoria, I mean, I say I have to come up with ideas, but really it's more shepherding the ideas. I mean, there's so much great stuff to work with here, whether it's produce, whether it's people opening venues. And the really great thing, and I don't, I certainly don't take this for granted, is that people show up here. Mm. Like, people in Melbourne love to come out to stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, where... We're joiners. Yeah, we're joiners. And, you know, we're we're working with the Queen Victoria Market for our winter festival. And it's really interesting. They, you know, they have a very well-known, well-regarded night markets program that they do. They are so awesome. Yeah, and if you haven't been to one, I really urge you to get along Mm. to one. But the interesting thing is, you know, in summer they're well-attended. They get tens of thousands of people. But in winter... Goes off. Goes off. You know, they get way more people in winter than they do in mm. summer, which I think is just really interesting. You know, this yeah. is a city where how many people will turn up at the G in the rain to see a game on a Friday night? You know, like half the city. Yeah. So we show up. That's we what do. we do as Melburnians. So, yeah. And whether you're a Melburnian or you're just a, a Melburnian, you know, for the weekend, come down and join us. Oh, yeah. I could not agree with that more. Um If there are restaurants and cafes and restaurateurs listening to this and they want to get involved and they've got an idea for you, what happens? What's the process? Come on down. We we welcome all ideas. I mean, we want to hear from everyone um, one year, three festivals. March is already underway, but if you you have an idea for Melbourne, which is what we're going to be showcasing now, winter edition, or for regional, which will be in spring, just hop onto our website, mfwf.com.au, sign up for our industry newsletter and we'll let you know when we're calling for submissions. And it's as, e- it's as easy as that. That is so, so, so good. And, and there's no maximum size, like you can be a small operator or a large operator, there's no... We do events as... Uh, in our 2020 program, we had events as small as eight. Wow. You know, we had people going into um, Cavallaro and Sons in, in Footscray to learn how to make cannoli, you know, one of the great... Um, I def- can't believe there'd only be eight people that want to do that, though. Well, it's, it was it sold out very quickly. It's um, <laughs> it's about the size of this podcast booth, the shop, if you know it, Nerida. But which is small. Which is small, up to, you know, events that have six-figure attendance. Yeah, so, wow. Um, and I love that because, you know... We should push for seven. We should definitely have seven-figure attendance. I think so. And also seven people. What about Absolutely. a seven-people event? Just, just two people. It's <laughs> going to be very expensive. Just you and I. That's it. We can go out for a nice lunch somewhere. 100%. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Me. So um, if, you, if you're listening, funders... Pat and Nera to have lunch. That's an event <laughs> that I think everyone wants to be at. Everyone oh, in yeah, this room. That's right. Um, I mean, we're, and I have to say, it's, it's really important to add here, Nera, that we do this in a COVID safe way. So yes. our first priority is the safety of our guests and, and, of, our, and of our staff as well. So um, we're staging some events 
uh, right now in March. So that's almost another full-time job, Pat. Well, that is. Well, we have COVID marshals who are part of this. We have a very, very good events team um, who are all on top of this stuff and we have uh, cutting-edge risk assessment uh, and we work really closely with with the Victorian government on that as well. Mm. Um, But, I mean, for instance, we've got the Bank of Melbourne World's Longest Lunch, which is one of our signature events coming up in March. Uh, Stephanie Alexander, Jacques Raymond and Philippe Michel, the Mm. chefs that shaped our city. That's around... Depends where we land with numbers, but it's about 1,500 people for lunch. Such a great event. And then the following day we're doing a new event, the Bank of Melbourne World's Longest Brunch. That's Which brunch sounds awesome because oh my goodness. Uh, how much do we love brunch in Melbourne? I, this is... This is the land of brunch. So <laughs> this is the land of brunch, okay. We're, we're hosting, again, about 1,000 people, maybe 1,500 um, in Treasury Gardens, which is, you know, a beautiful Stunning. parkland setting just, just at the top of, sit, of, of the city near Parliament. We are working with two of the sort of most important or exciting breakfasting and brunching talents in Melbourne. We've got Kate Reed from Loon Croissantery, the maker of the world's most famous croissant. Um, Kate's doing a pan-fried Bread and butter, bread and butter, bleh, bleh. a sourdough pancake. Yeah. No, no, no I, I wish <laughs> that would be amazing. It's actually maybe a little bit better than that. Okay. Kate's doing a pan-fried loon croissant bread and butter pudding. Wow. Insane. One oh. of one of three courses, and then her friend and colleague Nathan Tolman from the Mulberry Group. I mean, Nathan has opened some of the most influential cafes in Australia. Nathan's doing the other two courses, so we'll be having a, a luxed up avocado toast. Yum. This is Melbourne, of course. We're going to have avocado, avocado Smashed avo. Exactly. And then we'll have uh, eggs and kale, and then we'll have Kate's um, pan-fried loon croissant bread and butter oh, pudding. That sounds insanely good. A glass of Victorian sparkling wine on arrival, a coffee. Wow. We've got some breakfast cocktails if you want them. We've got some uh, breakfast beers if that <laughs> happens to be where your head's at. It's going to be a good old afternoon in the Treasury Gardens at the Bank of Melbourne. World's always lunch. World's always <laughs> what time does it kick off? 10.30. Okay, so uh, that's respectable. $85.00. Three oh, courses. That is a bargain. You get the glass of sparkling wine, you get a coffee, you get a full tube of Mecca sunscreen to oh. be sun safe. Thank you, Mecca, for that. We Thank love that. You. Another great Melbourne brand on board. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fantastic event and, and one we really hope we'll be doing um, every year, actually. Yeah. So, how are people going to buy tickets for all of these events and find out about them just on the website? It's super easy, Nerida. Just hop on to mfwf.com.au. Anything you want to find out about um, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, any of our activity in the year, or just about what's happening in food and drink in Victoria in general, mfwf.com.au. So, so good. Well, I'm excited because I'm actually emceeing a couple of different events at the uh, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. And, um, yeah, I love it because I get to meet all of the um, customers, I want to call them, well, just our, everyone just who comes. Our friends. Our, our friends, friends in food and drink. Yeah, People, our friends just, that we haven't met yet, that's incredibly that's cheesy. Right. But it really it is, is like so you, true. whether I'm going to these events as as an MC myself or just as a guest, yeah. you're with like-minded people. You oh, know, I know. You're with people who are from lots of different walks of life but who are united by you know being really interested in, in eating and drinking well and actually learning the stories behind that food and drink as well. I agree. And everyone's showing up to have fun. That's it. Like I think we've been starved of fun for such a long time now that I think everybody just wants to give each other a big hug 
safely, of course. Safe hugs all around. And um, and just go for broke and have a really good time. That's it? Yeah. That's it. Can we use that as a tagline? Go for broke, go for have, broke a really and have a really good time. Have a really good time. The Food Wine Festival 2021. I will gift that to you. Boom. <laughs> And any sponsors that you want to thank, because I know that these events don't just happen by magic. Well, our principal partner for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival is the Bank of Melbourne. Thanks, yep. Bank of Melbourne. Love your work. And we couldn't do anything we, we do at Melbourne Food and Wine Festival without the ongoing support of Visit Victoria. So yeah. thank you to both those. We have a whole bunch of sponsors that we work with across the board uh, on all of our events. Mm. And we're incredibly grateful for their ongoing support and for the support of everyone who, who buys tickets to our events. So thank you so much. Yeah, that's just awesome. Well, Pat, always a pleasure chatting to you. Nerida, it's been great. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing you at these various events throughout the year. I'll be there with my party shoes on. <laughs> great. You're listening to that Food and Wine show. I'm Nerida. For more snackable content, visit thatfoodandwineshow.com.au.